Hey. Hey guys, what's up? Episode 9. I Married a Wee Podcast, where me and my lovely wife talk about anime. We're no experts, but we sure as heck ain't normies. Um, today's episode, just, it's not going to be all of them. We're not going to be ranking them in a certain, uh, you know, order or any of that. We're just going to be talking some signature moves. Yeah, similar to how we did for um, our favorite, like, cool characters. Yeah. There's... The forecast is out. There's a high probability of Hunter Hunter and Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> <laughs> but we did throw in a couple more mixes uh, to just name a few more shows so that we don't have to just keep talking about those two. Um, anyone who's still, uh, you know, been listening, not to pander, but thank you guys so much. We're really having fun doing this. So uh, thanks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know Tom and I each do our own independent research when we pick a topic, we go in our own separate corners, think of what we want to talk about. And in instances like this, we don't like to share who's on our list because we want it to, for each person, him for me and me for him, be a surprise. Yeah. But for this one, we did kind of spoil who was on our list because we found out we had duplicates and then I would get mad because I'm doing mad research and I have a terrible memory. The problem with a marital podcast is we are one so <laughs> anytime i'm like oh there's no way she's got that on her list i'm almost positive it's probably on that list <laughs> we had that we had a couple spoiled but yeah and there were a couple times he was like oh you put so-and-so on your list didn't you and i was like no because i thought you were gonna definitely put that on your <laughs> list so i didn't even like waste the time you know not that it would have been a waste but we'll save it for uh for part two when we eventually do another Absolutely. This is ongoing as we continue to watch anime. We'll, of course, occasionally pop back in and talk signature moves because it's some of the best parts of shows. Yeah. Oh, and um, make sure to stay tuned to the end. We didn't really discuss it, but are we going to announce what our next rewatch is? A rewatch? I think or you mean watch with us watch, Wednesday. Watch with okay. us Wednesday? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, stick to the end. We're going to, or jump to the end. Just, just <laughs> I don't care. Um, but yeah, we're going to be announcing a new Watch With Us Wednesday. So next Wednesday, expect a podcast talking about uh, a lovely movie that we very much enjoy and have watched several times and have lent it to people. We've basically been just shoving it down people's throats. <laughs> Take this movie. Not going to spoil it, though. <laughs> You'll get that later. Um, but yeah, getting right into some special moves. You know what? I'm a gentleman. I'd like to think I am. Let's hear what you, let's start it off on your end. Oh, I thought we were going to start with our mutual who we had on the list. Well, my, my <laughs> brain doesn't remember stuff like that. But yeah, let's do that. What is the first signature move? So one that we both had on the list that I thought was going to be so, not original, obviously, because we've both watched it, but something he wouldn't think about was Meliodas from Seven Deadly Sins. Yes, an absolutely phenomenal tale, uh, which is on Netflix. I think it might be an exclusive. I think so. I think they own the rights or however yes. that works. So this is another Netflix one. Everyone's got Netflix. Everyone's got their friends in Netflix. Easy one to check out. Very digestible. It's just basically the story of this. Uh, it's a very unfortunate team of people who are very powerful fighters but then they uh woo, i don't want to spoil anything but they're seen as bad guys in this world and their leader meliotis is uh, who we'll be talking about today because the ability it seems lame but it's actually incredible yeah it's when i was thinking about it it 
it's kind of like One Punch Man-esque, but at the same time, it has its quirks. So, oh, yeah. If yeah. You, I feel like it is just, it is that move that you're just waiting for. Oh, no, Meliodas is in trouble. Let's see it. <laughs> um, so this ability is called Full Counter, which, I, does he need his sword for this? He does need the sword, and the only stipulation is he can only, so he can reflect um, the same amount plus more of someone else's attack the only way he can use it is is someone attacks him outright he can't Mm -hmm. use it for defense or anything like that so someone has to um attack him with some sort you know of ability or power and then he's able to reflect it back yeah so the stronger the attack actually the stronger the uh his -hmm. attack his his Mm -hmm. special move yeah um which comes in clutch in the show yeah it you see it quite a bit Couple times. i mean but but so. as we said and then the a lot of his enemies kind of know because he's three thousand years old or something like you know he's he's been around and when you watch the show you see like in what depths he knows some of the enemies and then true his teammates so people kind of know what his moves are about so they're also like trying to trick him because they know he has this attack um absolutely and we've got a new to anime uh, caution sticker on this one because he's a little bit of a perv. In <laughs> in anime, there tends to be one character who's a little bit of a scoundrel. Um, oh, yeah. Might come across awkward. Just get used to it. You just got to say, wow, what a scumbag. But at least he's powerful. Meliodas is quite the character. He's serious when he needs to be, but he's also just an absolute... He likes grabbing poor Elizabeth's breasts and, and butt. Yeah. He's kind of... What other... Roshi. Oh, he's like well, well no, he's Roshi like Roshi. Doesn't. Well, eh. Roshi, yeah, he's he's like a dirty old man, but he's like um Moroku in um my favorite show Inuyasha. So true. He You think there's going to be a sweet moment. <laughs> and he's just grabbing booty. <laughs> <laughs> With the sound effect too. It's so lovely. Uh but yeah, so that I think that's a great way to start it and that of course made our list cuz we're trying to add more uh shows. Different shows. It. And um, you know, as I always say, we've watched a lot of shows. Some details are going to get lost, so please bear with us on on this list, especially. Uh, we've done a little bit of research, but you know, um, yeah. And unfortunately, I have a lot of notes on my list, but I'm trying to make it sound. Fl- I don't. I don't have a good like memory retention, so I can't be like, oh yeah, and then and then it all comes out. No, you I'm like looking both. at my list and I'm trying to make it flow. So bear with me because I want to be informative because obviously I love these shows and these moves for a reason. So that's why I wrote such copious notes. But Yes. Copious. Nice. Her grammar gets better the longer we sit in this closet. Um, cool. Well, yeah. Why don't you would you who's going for the second one here? You go. I want to hear who's on your list. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with, um, I do have two two shows with two moves. So uh, mm. to, to, to keep the repetition down right away, we're going to start with Zeno uh, Zoldic from mm. Hunter x Hunter, a show that I, it, it comes up a lot for a reason, guys. You have to check the show out. And he's, he's big papa. He is. So he is um, one of the main character's grandfathers, and it's a family of assassins who are just dope. They go in even to their house. You got to push through these gates. They got this big guard dog. Every, and what's so cool is 
you know, assassins normally are thinking, oh, they're in hiding. No, people know where they live. They it's do just... tours, bus tours to their front gate. <laughs> yeah, just to the front gate. They don't go in because, well, they know what they are. Um, but uh, there's a point in the show where um, basically Zeno and another character, uh, Netero, are going towards a certain enemy. Going to keep this as loose as possible so we don't spoil anything. But um, they're using one of his moves, which I'll use as kind of an extra. It's not the main move that I adore. But he has one just called Dragon Head, which kind of he creates this dragon and they're able to ride it just purely through Nen. And it's so cool. So they're just riding and they're kind of above where they need to be. And then he uses the. Okay, the naming's not like incredible. So we had Dragon Head. Now we have Dragon Dive. <laughs> um, but this dragon dive is just this insane barrage from above. It It is one of the coolest, I think, segments of the show because it goes into this slow-mo thing. Because they're all so powerful at this point that things happen within a quarter of a second. So the whole sequence is like this slow-mo but not. Um, and it's just flying all of these Nen blasts down from the sky. And it is so good. Um, one thing, though, is it does hurt a particular character. We mm. don't like that portion of the move. Yeah. But the move is sick nasty. <laughs> you heard it here. Um, so, yeah, very much enjoyed that. That's And any of these moves, by the way, I'm pretty sure you can just put, you know, Xeno Dragon Dive into YouTube and you can see that segment. You shouldn't because you should watch the show. But, wow, wow. Yeah, and at near the, well... Yeah, near the end of one of our favorite arcs, which is the longest arc, the ant arc of yeah. the Hunter Hunter saga. But yeah, the um, Chimera ant arc. It starts and you're like, eh, I don't like this. Yeah, vibe. when it started, I remember I was like, oh my gosh, can this thing wrap it up already? And then, like a little bit more than halfway through, I think. I mean, granted, that sounds terrible to say that you have to wait till halfway through, but so much happens from the halfway point on. And yeah, it just, just ramps. This, it's a little bit of a slow startup, but it went from her going, oh, would this hurry up to bawling her eyes out. So clearly an OK <laughs> arc to get that whole range of emotions. And after, a, you know, after getting to a certain point, you just keep pressing the, you know, next episode. You know, I think those were nights where we would watch at least 14 episodes a night. And I Nothing mattered. Only Hunter Hunter. <laughs> and, and I hope that's where you guys get once you start watching it. Um, let's let's hear let's hear uh Okay, yours. so um I have on my list I again tried to pull from anime we have not talked about. Sure. So I have um Roni Kenshin, which is a great um it was a ma- manga and then it was made into an anime in '96, and he's known as the Batosai, the Manslayer. So he was a samurai hired by the government. Whatever, he's powerful. Yes. And uh, this is a feudal Japan, feud- by the way. Yeah, he is from the Edo period, and um, <clears throat> well, the story takes place mainly in the Meiji. That's the peaceful period, but mm. he was a samurai during the Edo period, and. Um, he took a vow after the wars ended that he would never kill again. So his signature move is the Amakuru Ryo no Himake. Oh, God, I just butchered it. Hey, I practiced it. sounded it, so perfect. Practiced it so many times, and I knew because I'm so nervous of reading it. <laughs> Butcher well, it. <laughs> well, guess what? The good thing is I have a move later that I don't know how to say either. So... <laughs> so 
basically, and and another thing about Kenshin is his sword is a reverse blade. So he got a special sword made after he vowed he would never kill again. So his sword can't lethally kill. He can still like he'll you know, bop you. Oh yeah, <laughs> he can kill you from internal damage. He's not going to slice you. Yeah. But this move is um, special because it's able to be performed at godlike speed. And the reason you're able to do that is you when you're making the move, instead of stepping off with the opposite foot that you're sort of sheathed with, you take a half step with your sheath side leg, which is dangerous because you could cut your leg off. Oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. Which adds a little extra bit of speed. And also, reading more into the lore of this move, um, you have to cast off your insignificance and the fact that you're risking your life and limb by protecting something else. So in that gap of, you know, finding your own strength Mm -hmm. in this move, you get this godlike speed. And he actually defeats the main protagonist of the whole or antagonist, I'm there sorry, of the say, whole. He defeats himself. <laughs> Guys, news to me. He defeats, you know, there's really only one bad guy in all of Roni Kenshin, and um, he uses this move on Bit him. Bit of a spoiler, but he wins. So don't even <laughs> watch that show, I guess. No, it's it's a great show. He is an absolute, for lack of a better term, he's a sweetie pie. We do he like. He is. He's very sweet, and, you know, he's, his demeanor is able to be countered by Kaoru, who, um, you know, is his friend in the show, ends up being kind of a love. Well, no, he does um, have a love interest together. And she balances out like his sad, depressed side. And yeah, he's just always willing to, you know, sacrifice himself for the greater good and trying to make amends for what he did. What a good guy. Yeah. Legend. Um, all right, well, moving right along, and we're, again, we're going to try and keep it so that we're not repeating them right in a row. So I'm going to go with one of my Yu Yu Hakusho moves. Um, I'll start with the one that, honestly, the main protagonist, Yusuke, has a great move, and it's it's one that we will mention at some point, but I've got to go with Hiei and the Dragon the Darkness uh, cool name, cool move, cool character. <laughs> All three cools, we're good to go. Um, Hiei, initially a bad guy in the series, turned good guy. This is during that incredible arc, the uh, Dark Tournament arc. And uh, you don't, it's it's a last ditch attempt. It's this move, that, this is high risk, high reward. So basically what he is doing in this move, and I'm just going to keep it super layman's terms, He's essentially calling this incredible beast from the other side, this pure just hatred, man, <laughs> this dragon. Um, he, he summons it forth, and it takes a lot of effort to do that. But the problem with this move is the dragon's a little wily. It's going to do whatever it wants. It's almost impossible to control. And I say almost because why, Daniel? Because he does end up controlling Yes. <laughs> Spoiler. He does take control. Wow. Um, but yeah, so he he's basically summoning this energy, and it is severe damage. Um, if it hits your target, they're decimated. I, <laughs> I believe it's said in the show 
Sorry if I'm, you know, again, this is a favorite show, yet I can't seem to do it. But I think one of the characters says, like, oh, it doesn't just kill you. Like, it demolishes your soul or something. Yeah, I think the the one of the times he uses it, it's just charred, you know, ash on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, so it's just something in his arsenal that the first time he uses it, you're in disbelief. You don't know what's happening. And it's just so cool because it's larger than life. And he as a cool character in general, mm-hmm. he just has this awesome move and he was on our list of cool characters. There's a reason why we've mentioned Dragon of the Darkness Flame in the last episode. It's yeah. it's got everything. Fire, yeah. darkness, dragons. <laughs> and he he's cute. He's he's a teeny guy and he's. He, he's a little guy. We like him. He's a little spitfire. But eventually, you know, and it's a bit of a spoiler, but it's got to be said. The cool part about this move is he ends up mastering it, and he's almost able to use the move onto himself, uh, which then heightens his... He absorbs it and gets a huge power boost. Strength, agility, defense, and his arm is... Initially, the first time he uses it, his arm is gnarled. Oh, yeah, so, he, like, can barely use it. It was definitely a last-ditch attempt to fight uh, who he was fighting. It wasn't a long fight, I'll tell you that much. It was, like, basically... Well, he was getting his booty kicked. It didn't take long, yeah. He was just <laughs> getting, uh, we'll use it again, bopped. And, and he's like, well, ejecto cedo, cuz, we're going in. And he, <laughs> he goes big. So, uh, yeah, very good move. That one's definitely one that... It's a little bit of a spoiler, but look that one up on... Uh, the old tube. Yeah, that's oh, that one. That one's a good stunning, one. stunning. When I think of ultimate moves, I couldn't put it on my list, obviously, because I knew you had it. And that's I have right. I have another boy from the team, which I don't know if I want to talk about next. I might wait. Cause... Oh, yeah. No doubling up. Yeah. OK, so um, the next that I want to talk about is Kurapika from Hunter Hunter. Oh, yes. oh one of my favorites. because. <laughs> He's, and I'm not saying cute because I'm attracted to him. He's just cute, and he's got a good heart. And, and as in the we've... first couple episodes, you won't even know it's a boy. <laughs> no. There was, I was kind of, I think it was three episodes deep, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, He's a very beautiful man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a young kid, and um, I've mentioned him before. I think I he was probably on my list for cool characters. Um He's the last survivor of the Kurta clan, which mm-hmm. they were um, killed because their eyes turned scarlet and they became a um, collector's item for people who wanted like rare objects. Garbage humans. Yeah, garbage people. But um, so Kurapika's mission in the story is obviously to get back his ancestors' eyes. Because obviously why he doesn't, he can't rest until he collects them all and no one can have them. Um, So during the show, our lovely friends, they all, minus Leorio, learn how to use Nen. (laughs) And um, there's different classifications of Nen. I can't remember all of them. I think there's four or five. Mm -hmm. And Kurapika ends up being a conjurer. And so his mission on using the Nen um, is he wants to be able to subdue and defeat the spiders, which is a gang of people who he finds out actually did the job to kill his phantom troop. Yeah, The phantom troop. They're also called spiders. And um, 
he wants to use his Nen only for the ability to capture, kill, and decimate um, the Phantom Troop. In that order. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> kill and then decimate. He wants them obliterated. Yes. Um, so there's, I mean, I didn't want to go through all of them, but each of his fingers, when he controls his Nen, does a different ability. And... Um, you know, he's got a ball and chain on one finger. That's mostly for quick defense and attacking. He has a chain jail, which um, is from his middle finger, and it actually forces Zetsu on his opponent that's wrapped in the chains. Um, and he can actually only use this against the spiders. And if he does use it against anyone else, he'll actually die because of a different move I'm going to talk about, um, which is judgment chain. So... Judgment Taint Chain is another great move he has where his Nen chain wraps around his enemy's heart and even on his own heart in certain cases to keep himself accountable to mm -hmm. making sure he only uses certain moves against the spiders. And this Judgment Chain actually forces whoever's subdued by it to tell the truth. And if they don't, they'll die. And if <laughs> and if he doesn't listen to his own commands, Karapia, Karapika, he will die. Um, and he also has another move, Superior Time, or Emperor Time, I'm sorry. And this move he can only use when he has his Scarlet Eyes, and that's when he actually um, can use all of the different types of Nen. Yeah. He can become a, gosh, what is it called? A specialist. specialist. yeah. So he's just cool, and, you know... Gone and Killua are learning their Nen, kind of the same time Kurapika does. And just on a whim chance, Kurapika learns how to use this Nen from someone just in the forest. And it was fate. That it, was no chance. Yeah, because he wouldn't have been able to progress if he didn't go down this path. And it's it's cool seeing how, because he easily gets overtaken when he sees anyone regarding the Phantom Troop or anything. Mm -hmm. So giving him these limitations not only makes his power stronger against the Phantom Troop, but also makes sure that he reels in his emotions at times. He uses them, obviously, for the specialist abilities, but not also becoming overwhelmed and overtaken by and them. And that's, I think that's why we bring up the creator of Yu Yu Hakusho as well as Hunter Hunter, same same person. He just has it down to where like the character development is so sweet because Kurapika, he's cool. But when this part in the show hits, oh my god, it's like you don't even know him. You're like, wow. It is one of the most badass Transition. moments yeah. of, I mean, he's the only one besides um two other one i are um Killua's dad yeah and him are the only people who killed people in the phantom troop that's like how hard they are to kill gone and Killua never killed spoiler Everyone's... no one no one else but Karapika and Killua's dad kill anyone from the phantom troop yeah so which is good we don't want any blood on gone's hands yeah sweet Sweetie sweet little head. innocent boys but um but yeah no i i'd say it's a not only that's another one visually stunning as well as very cool well thought out and then yeah it's got its stipulations it's a very cool move um 
I was actually just sitting here and I realized I have two that aren't necessarily serious signature moves. Well, that's what I told you about downstairs. It's so hard. Like even Roni Kenshin, I felt like was a stretch for me because it's not really a move. He's a swordsman. He doesn't have any special powers. It's just he's skilled. Right. So that's where it was hard for me looking at the shows we've watched and trying to find something that, you know, that's it, would that's fit. just it. Um, so I'm going to go with one series, and then if I can do if I can do two goofs right after it, that would be incredible. I like goofs and gaps. All right, goofies. So my serious one is Go Tanks from Dragon Ball Z, uh, which is basically a fusion of Goku's son, his youngest. So we've got Goten, and then we've got Vegeta's trunks doing a little fusion dance and then turning into the most obnoxious character in the show, <laughs> next to Hercule, of course. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so these two are just destined to be powerful. Both of their dads are these incredible Saiyan warriors, um, which, uh, honestly, DBZ is definitely a staple. I think everyone... I think it's definitely slowly falling behind as far as its legacy is concerned, but it's still, growing up, that was the show. I remember I'd run home, get the blank VHS that I forced my parents to um, purchase for me, get ready, <laughs> Toonami's happening. This is before DVR, children, if you can believe it, or streaming. Um, Toonami starts up. I am on it. Tape in, hit record, Dragon Ball Z starting. Episodes going, oh, commercial time? I'm going to pause that. I don't have time for commercials when I'm rewatching <laughs> it. And I remember vividly just, I, ooh, it was beautiful. I would stop it, start recording again, and never did I go back and watch it. It was more of, I'm going to record this to never see it again. Um, little, little Tom was a very interesting kid. But I remember one day I went and hung out with one of my buddies, Sean. And in my head, this is why I know I'm not the smartest. In my head, I'm like, hmm, mom knows that I record that. She'll do it if I just go to Sean's right now. I remember coming home. Like a moron and going, so mom, you handled the recording, right? She goes, what? Instantly, I was fuming. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I just missed a recording of an episode? Yeah, Tom. You, you dummy. Ay, ay, ay. Anyways, Gotenks here has all these crazy moves that he likes to be very theatrical and do all this crazy stuff. So his move. Super go! Where he uh, kind of blows a bubble, and then from it, he can make a little ghost representation of himself that, touched by anything, will explode. Um, and at certain points in the show, makes a bunch of them as an attack against Boo, which is basically, if you imagine Bubblegum becoming evil, that's Majin Boo. Or an evil Kirby. Or Kirby. Oh, yeah, because Kirby, doesn't he suck things up? Yeah. And, and Boo, doesn't he eat people? What yeah. does he do? Yeah. yeah, he eats people. It turns okay, them into yeah. cookies, too, sometimes. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, so it's a good thing and a bad thing. So anything that's touched, these things explode, and he can make, like, 13 of them, so they're flying all over the place, disorienting. But here's also the problem. Uh, create too many. They bump into each other. They're exploding, killing off uh, each <laughs> other. Pretty ineffective move, but it's a good comical thing in the show. It's powerful. Kind of messes up Boo on an occasion. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just thought it was like perfect for him as a character because he's so obnoxious and he makes all these little obnoxious ghosts. Well, and 
why are they why is go is Gotenks so obnoxious? They're children. And you're combining two obnoxious children already into one obnoxious super being. And it's gonna, they're going to have juvenile moves. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, they're like pretty much pretending to be a superhero. Although I love watching them do the fusion dance. That was some of the Oh, cutest. that was such a... And Piccolo was like, no. Oh, my gosh. Piccolo is the best parent <laughs> in Dragon Ball Z. So, and I think this is a beautiful uh, segue. Speaking of kamikaze... One of my uh, joke signature moves is a legendary moment in the same show, Dragon Ball Z, where our little teeny tiny guy named Chaozu uh, is in a bit of a pickle and wants to protect uh, Tian. his friend Tian Shinhan, to which you just see him from the edge of the screen, starts ripping and grabs onto Nappa's back, a Saiyan who's attacking the planet, and he just looks over at Tian uh, I believe he just says goodbye, Tian. Goodbye, Tian. Remember me. <laughs> it's actually such a devastating moment because you like him. He's a cute little guy. And then the moment... Jiu-Jitsu! And he just explodes. I can't even describe... That's it. He, he explodes, dies, um, and you're like, wow, what a valiant effort. And then you realize Nappa is not even hurt. So, Chiaotzu... It was a good attempt, but futile. <laughs> um, so I liked that one. And you know what? That was one of the most satisfying finds on our trip to Japan. Oh, yes. <laughs> we were in Don Quixote, which is like a five-level superstore. It's like a Walmart, Dollar Tree. It's like so cool. You can get a phone, a TV, clothes. It don't matter. We found Literally. a shirt. And it just has Chaozu clinging to the front. <laughs> And it just says, you know, sayonara, Tian son. And he's just hanging on the front of the shirt. It's lovely. I do like that's one of the few oh shirts gosh. that made it um, through the reckoning of Danielle. Well, listen, Japanese, I don't think Japanese clothes are pretty shrunk. So we got home. Oh, I can home. guarantee they're not. <laughs> we got home. I washed all of his shirts and every single one of them shrunk. Yeah, so... <laughs> She was more devastated than me. It was like the hat thing. Japan just keeps me calm, I guess. Um, but yes, and then my last, which then, this is the last goof one. We're at a pretty decent time. I think maybe we can then just do I another still episode. Two more. I have plenty more as well. What I'm saying is we can maybe uh, separate I, it. Okay. I didn't right. get to my favorite two. Oh my gosh. All right. Long episode incoming. And now when we go to try and do another super move thing. There's no one to talk about. Well, then we can. That's No, fine. no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, my other second one is, it's not a super move. Well, I guess I keep saying that about everything. Yu-Gi-Oh! When he is in the tournament and he's facing off against uh, Seto Kaiba and you think, oh my gosh, there's nothing he could possibly do in anime fashion. What does he do? He draws and completes Exodia. To which the line is said from the podium. Exodia! Obliterate! Goosebumps all over my nine-year-old body. <laughs> Does that only happen once in the show? Um, I didn't watch enough to be able to answer that. <laughs> okay. I just know that my that first season had me hooked. I went and bought oh, the cards. That happens in the first season? Yeah, game on. Yeah, I believe so. Wow, and there's a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh, isn't there? That's not a show I really know anything Again, about. Again, I don't know much. I just know that mm. little me, obsessed with it. 
Um, so, all right, well, let's let's get to your uh, let's get to your moves that we need to get to, huh? No, we can end. All right. So, honestly, on that note, that just means we will have another super uh, super move episode. So, hit us up on the Twitter. Hit us up on the Instagram. If you guys have any particular moves, um, let us know. Maybe it'll maybe it'll show up in the next one. Um, and then to that point, I guess let's talk about our little watch with us Wednesday. Oh, yeah. So next Wednesday, we're going to watch and discuss. Your name. Yeah. Otherwise known as, I believe, Kimi no Nawa. Mm, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um. It is a Makoto Shinkai film. I hope I'm not butchering that. Uh, just known for the most beautiful. Honestly, this guy's next level. Granted, also the artists who work on these movies are, but um, he's got some other movies in the lineup um, that I'm not even going to try and say right now. I know f- five centimeters per second mm-hmm. is maybe one. And then a newer one that will be out on Blu-ray and we will also be doing a watch with us is called Weathering With You. But I uh, can't stress enough, the art is beautiful. It's got some solid plot devices, we, you know, so we definitely look forward to walking through that. So your name, not sure uh, how easy that one's going to be to find, but I truly think uh, it's one to own if you don't own it. Um, but yeah, so next Wednesday, that'll be our episode. Excited for that. And I think that's it. I, I honestly, I think we're, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're going to split this into two because... <laughs> I got I got one move that's going to take some time to talk about. So okay, good because I the last two that I saved are two of my like top boys. Oh, perfect! They're my homies. If you guys like this episode, this wasn't even her final form. Do you guys get it? Listen, it's like Dragon Ball. I t- <laughs> which I have a, sh- a muscle tank that has that, and whenever I wear that in the gym, I always feel so cool. Well, and you can lift two hundred extra pounds. I've seen oh. that. Yeah, I wear that on the days I'm squatting 250. Yeah, I saw her throw a 50-pound dumbbell across the gym. <laughs> it was scary. I laughed. Um, but yeah, with that said, you know, appreciate you guys tuning in as usual. I hope that doesn't get annoying. But we truly do. We appreciate it. Um, that's it for me. Say goodbye, Danielle. Bye.